Welcome to the Fantasy Premier League Football Scout 11 for Game Week 5 with myself, Elliot Craig, and the FPL Addicts guru, Matty Day. We're ready for Game Week 5 here, so if you love fantasy football content, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe down below and turn notifications on while you're down there so you never miss an upload. And make sure you have your say in the comments below and let us know what you think of the Guru's Scout 11. So Guru, what can people expect from your Scout 11 this week? I'm sure you're going to have a lot of premium assets and a lot of people need help with their transfers. So what have you got? Yeah, this is the best available lineup for game week five. It's within the 100 million budget. It's going to be plenty of premiums to show, plenty of differentials. And I believe this will score some big points for your teams this week. So Guru, we'll get right into it. Who have you gone with as your goalkeeper? I've gone with Batman from Watford. It's got Norwich away. It's a nice green fixture on the fixture difficulty rating. And uh, look, he's not kept a clean sheet so far this season, but he's come very close and he gets a lot of save points. So you know, I think this is a great fixture for him with save point potential and clean sheet potential and bonus point potential as well. So we'll move on to your defence now, Guru. Uh, who have you gone with as your defenders? Yeah, look, this week, I think there's no surprises that I've got a couple of Liverpool fullbacks in there and definitely Trent Alexander-Arnold with that Palace fixture at home. It has to be in there, I think, this week. He's produced... Big scores every week, assists, bonus points. Um, you know, he's on ridiculous form. So he's in there for me. Um, Andrew Robertson, who's obviously the other fullback for Liverpool, he's got to be in there as well. You know, flying up that left-hand side, home to Palace, assist potential and, uh, you know, clean sheet potential there too. And then the other two, Marcel, the man of the moment last week, 13 points. He's got a nice home game against Brentford. You know, Brentford have been quite low scorers so far this season and then the other one is uh, Ruben Diaz you know the nailed on Manchester City player usually the guy that you know gets the better out of uh, Pep Roulette um, and City have been keeping clean sheets this season as well so I think Diaz at home to Southampton um, is sort of a must-have for uh, for your game week. Yeah, I think it's a really strong back four. And we'll, we'll obviously touch on the fact that it is a back four later but if we move on to your midfield now who have you gone with as your, your premium midfielders? Yeah, this week I've had to pick another Liverpool player and it's Mo Salah at home to Crystal Palace. Um, and the captain's armband will be on the, on Mo Salah for this for this Scout eleven as well. You know, he's produced this season already in, in the games we've seen. And this is a game at Anfield. And I think uh, Salah's going to come out and get the, uh, get the points that we all expect from him in this fixture. Um, and then my other three... Gone with Trincao. It's a little bit of a left field one. He's obviously not produced a goal or assist this season to date, but you know Brentford at home is a good game for him. Um, early kickoff. It's five point nine million right now, um, and he's been a huge threat in every game I've seen him. He's missed chances. He's come close. He come very close in the in the Man United game where he had that shot off the line. Um, and I really think he's due a lucky break, and I think this weekend could be that one. But another one I've gone with is is Ferran Torres. Home to Southampton, he's been an absolute fire this season. And, you know, if he's not part of the uh, the pet roulette um, that we see so often, then I think he's got to be in there for that game because you need some Manchester City coverage in that midfield and, you know, that attacking threat for this week. My next one is going to be Saar from Watford, £6 million away at Norwich. I think it's a great fixture, like we said, with Backman, um, you know, for Watford. So really liking the potential of Saar this week. And I know he's going into a lot of wildcarders teams. Um, and I think he rounds up a pretty well-balanced midfield. 
Yes, obviously, as we we touched on your midfield, it is quite a a cheap midfield at times there. So I'm expecting a lot of big premiums for your forwards, Guru. So who have you gone with as your your forward two? Yeah, forward two this week again. I don't think there's any surprises to see Cristiano Ronaldo in there. Um, You know, the man on form scored two goals in his debut against Newcastle, scored in the Champions League. Um, You know, he's got West Ham United. It's going to be no Antonio. They're coming off the back of a Europa League game on Thursday night. Um, at West Ham. So I think Ronaldo, you know, is a must have this week. Um, he's gone up in price. So, you know, you want to, uh, you want to hope that you've got onto him early this week, but, you know, even if you ha- haven't, I'd say get him in, you know, big potential in him for this fixture and Man United down the years have had great, uh, great success away at West Ham. So um, really liking Ronaldo. And then my second choice, Patrick Bamford away to Newcastle first game on for the week. Um, look, he's not quite produced this season um, like he has last season, but you know I think with Leeds fixtures, this one uh, in particular, and the way Leeds play, uh, and the amount of goals Newcastle have conceded this season, I think Bamford is uh, is the best choice to be in that front too. So, Guru, now that we've known the full scout eleven, you decided to go with the four four two this week. So, what was your thought process behind picking that formation? Yeah, look, that's right, Al. I've gone with the you know the traditional four four two formation. Um, but you know that's mainly I wanted to spread the uh, spread the funds out, spread the players out. I wanted the four at the back. I wanted the four in midfield. You know, because you're going to get those extra points from the midfielders. Um, and I don't want to be too light on in light on the midfield with the three. So um, with the four at the back, you've got the fullbacks in there: Marcel, Alexander Arnold, and Robertson. You know, who I think have got big attacking potential this weekend and clean sheet potential. And then I wanted to get that Manchester City defender in there who I think could be nailed on for a clean sheet. Then in midfield, um, I wanted to have a four instead of a three um, because I wanted to be able to have Trincao in there who's that slight budget option. And by having him, I've been able to sort of spread those funds out and uh, allowed to have Ronaldo and Bamford in it too. And obviously, Guru, you did mention before that you are going to be sticking the armband on Salah if this was your team. But is there any other options from this team that you think could be worthy candidates of having the armband? I think so. Um, look, Salah for me is the standout. He's at home, at Anfield, Crystal Palace. Um, so he is the standout. But in terms of other options, you know, there's a couple. Um, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, stands out with that fixture away at West Ham. You know, some tired legs in the Europa League is what we're expecting. He's already got two goals in his debut. He's got one in the Champions League, you know, and he's a, he's a fixture-proof player. So definitely Cristiano Ronaldo. My next option would be Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's hit double-digit figures already this season in, in uh, three of the games out of the four. So um, home to Palace. He's I think he's on that sort of borderline of due a goal. Um, he's due a free kick, you know, with one of those in, in the top corner. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold's due a real big haul, sort of an 18, 19 pointer. Um, and it could be this weekend. So I'd probably say outside of Salah, Cristiano Ronaldo and Alexander Arnold are my favourite captain picks. So Guru, as we've mentioned, a lot of premium assets in here. Interestingly, a lot of premium defenders this week. So what sort of point range are you aiming for with the Scout 11? Yeah, that's a great question now. And look, the average has been very high this season. Um, so obviously, I really hope this can beat the average. Um, I'd say points range, you know, got some big hitters in there with Salah, Ronaldo, Trent, Robertson. Uh, I'm probably saying 75 points plus is what I'm expecting from this, especially with these players and these fixtures. Well, Guru, thank you so much for your time and taking us through your Scout 11 for game week five. As you've said, expecting a lot of big things from this week and a lot of big returns.
Guru, so your first tip of the week is going to revolve around Mikel Antonio. Do you hold him or do you sell him? He's obviously suspended for the game against Manchester United. What should managers do? Oh, look, it's a tough one, isn't it, this one? You know, no one expected the red card last week. He's ended up on the a minus one, um, you know, which none of us could have foreseen. So you know, I really think it depends on how your squad looks, um, you know, because he's got good fixtures in six and seven. Um, you know, I'd personally hold off for now. Um, if you aren't wildcarding. So, you know, if you're not going to wildcard this week um, or you don't have the wildcard up your sleeve because you've used it and you've still got an Antonio in your team, I'd probably hold off because those fixtures in six and seven, especially the Brentford home game in seven, um, you know, I think they're too good to to not not have Antonio. And he's obviously shown in the games that he's played with the exception of the Southampton one, you know, he can get big points and, and big scores. Um, and I do think he'll provide good returns for those who stay loyal. Um, six and seven and even beyond that um, there's good fixtures for him so so Guru do you think you can see a lot of people panic selling this week obviously there's an abundance of seven and a half million strikers so it would be very easy to make a transfer look I do I can still see panic sales um, you know we've seen what FPL has been like this season you know people want to panic sell as soon as uh, and they're very reactionary as well so um, I can see the likes of Bamford coming into people's teams I can see the likes of Jimenez coming into people's teams as well, or even Eduard from uh, Palace, who obviously got that double on the weekend. So I can see panic sales, but you know, like I was saying before, I think you're best to just stick with him. Um, you know, fixtures outside of this are good, and Antonio has been good and you know produced a lot of points for fancy managers this season. So I think uh, loyalty will pay off on this one. Yeah, three double-digit hauls out of four games so far this season. He's been essential for the first couple of games. So you really do think that people should be holding on to Antonio? Yeah, I do. I think loyalty can pay off in FPL. You know, I've seen it before many a time, not just uh, this season, but in previous seasons. And, you know, you've just got to look at those fixtures and even his form. You know, it's just one bad game. He's had three good ones before. So, you know, I think if you've got a good enough squad, you can put a 4-4-2 on. Um, you know, you don't need the third striker and you've got enough players in that lineup, then um, just put him on the bench. He comes back in game week six and he probably grabs a goal or two. Yeah, it's important to note that it is only a one game suspension for Antonio. So it's not the, the extensive three weeks that he is out. So he is only missing game week five and he will still play West Ham's game in the Europa League as well. So he's going to keep his fitness up. He's going to be ready to go for game week six. So I think you're spot on there, Guru. I think hold with Antonio as well. So, Guru, your second hot tip of the show today is Bruno Fernandes. It's another one. Is, should people be holding him or should they be selling him? Cristiano Ronaldo's come in and he's going to be taking a lot of Bruno's goals away from him, a lot of his points. We're yet to see penalties. Who's going to be on them? But should people hold him or should they sell him? Sell Bruno Fernandes. Um, you know, at the expense of Ronaldo, it's got to be done. I think if you're spending over £12 million on Bruno, um, you know, he's not the main man anymore. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's come into Man United you know, he's the king of Old Trafford. Um, so I think to, to fund Ronaldo, I'd personally sell Bruno, sacrifice Bruno. I think Ronaldo is going to be the star. He'll want every piece of the action. You know, we already saw that in his first game. He's, he's come in, he's grabbed two goals. You know, he's been absolutely brilliant. And I think every single goal opportunity Ronaldo gets, he's going to want, whether that's a free kick, penalty kick, you know, he's going to want it all. Um, and I think the best way to grab Ronaldo in right now is to, uh, is to sell Bruno Fernandes. Uh, I don't think you need two premium Man United assets right now. I think Ronaldo covers Bruno pretty well. Yeah, but, you know, we did see them combine for Man United's goal in the Champions League against Young Boys uh, just this morning uh, in Melbourne. So do you think that, you know, Bruno is with 
halted because of Ronaldo's arrival? I just think, you know, at that price point, you're spending 12 million plus uh, on Bruno um, and, you know, you get an assist out of it. It's not enough. You know, you can buy players like Yotta, who's playing as a centre forward right now, grabbing goals. Um, you know, he's half the price of, of Bruno. You've got the likes of Rafinha, who's got a really good set of fixtures coming up. Um, you've got Fer and Torres playing as a centre forward as well, you know, grabbing goals. So um, I just think Ronaldo is just going to be the, you know, the centrepiece of this team. He's going to score goals for fun. But people might say, you know, Bruno is going to get the, you know, the midfielder points when he scores, um, which I'm usually a big believer in. But to be honest, I just, I feel like Bruno's goal output um, is going to be a lot less now with Ronaldo. Um, I was a bit hesitant before the Newcastle game. I know Bruno did score in that one, but, you know, we weren't seeing him arriving late in, Late, arriving late in the box. We weren't seeing him getting the end of things. It was Ronaldo that was. Um, and I just think you're better off spreading that money across your whole team now. Um, and I don't think you really need, you know, that that sort of full Man United attacking coverage right now. You only really need the one. Um, and Ronaldo's the man for me. That might change as the season goes on. Um, Man United do get a better fixture swing around that December time. But I think for now, you know, as we're looking over these next couple of months before the Christmas period, you only need one of them in my eyes save the money, spread it elsewhere, you know, put that extra money into someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold, if you can, in your defence. Um, so my verdict for him would be to uh, to sell Bruno. Yeah, and you know, a lot of managers have agreed with you and they have opted to go with Cristiano Ronaldo. So I think it's a, a fairly safe option, as you've said there, you know, they, they can work together, but in the in the long run, you're going to get the benefit off Ronaldo more than you will off Bruno. And I think I definitely agree with you there, Guru. So, Guru, your third hot tip of the week, Leeds. They're a hot topic at the minute. You know, they've got a really nice swing of fixtures now. Their red fixtures are over. It's an abundance of green on the FDR. They've, they've played four games, zero wins so far this season. Are they worth getting in your team? 100% Elliot. Look, we saw how good Leeds were last season. Um, you know, very attacking side. They love goals. Um, obviously, this season, there's been goals at both ends of the pitch with them. But, you know, they will improve. You know, they've got the likes of Rafinha, Bamford. There's Dan James to come in. Now, he's going to come in, he's going to add a lot of pace to this side, um, which I think Leeds have probably missed um, on the attack. You know, it might push Rafinha into more of a central position as well. He'll get on the ball more. He'll get more shots off. Um, you know, They've got six out of seven green fixtures on the FDR, which includes Norwich and sorry, Elliot, Newcastle as well, which obviously comes up this week. So 100% I'll be back in Leeds. You know, I know they've not won a game, but you know, history shows last season that Fantasy League, they're going to get your points. And I think this is their time now. So I would be, uh, my verdict is bring in Leeds players. And, you know, if people have got their two free transfers, do you think, you know, the likes of Rafinha and Bamford would be a safe two to go with? Or do you think they should, you know, maybe take the risk and go with someone like Dan James, who we haven't really seen too much of in a Leeds shirt just yet. But, you know, he's obviously got the ability there. He's taken a step down from Man United and uh, he's obviously going to be hoping to get some points on the board for Leeds. Yeah, look, Rafinha's you know, not quite had the best start to the season. Um, but, you know, he still grabbed that great goal uh, in the second game at Ellen Road. Um, so I do think he's probably the... Him and Bamford are probably the two um, you want to aim for. Uh, Bamford had a great season last season. Rafinha had a great season last season. And this is a perfect run of games, you know, for them to get back on side with the points. Uh, Dan James, I probably wouldn't jump to him straight away. Um, you know, I think he needs some time in the team. Six million is a good price, but you know we've not even seen him in the uh, in the lead shirt yet properly. So um, probably would sort of stay away from him for now. Jack Harrison obviously had a good season last year. Not had the best start either this year. Stuart Dallas still a bit of a enabler, but 
you know, if you're going to pick your Leeds assets right now, I think Rafinha and Bamford are the key two for me. Yeah, and if we look at their defence, you know, Sorry. If we look at their defence guru, you know, Luke Ayling was a, a really hot prodigy at the start of the season, even with their bad form of fixtures. He obviously scored in that opening day fixture against Man United, an absolute screamer at Old Trafford. Do you think it's worthwhile looking at him and maybe Junior Furpo, who's also playing fullback for a very attacking lead side? Yeah, look, I'll start with Furpo, who is someone that I you know, highlighted as a big signing for Leeds and he's got potential to be a big FPL uh, prospect and player this season. But if I'm honest, I probably wouldn't look at Furpo right now. Um, price point's probably not the best. Um, there's plenty of better players at that price point in other sides. Someone to look more sort of in the long run. Wait till he delivers first. You know, he hasn't really looked like delivering in any of the four games he's played so far this season. Furpo has had a pretty dreadful start um, and hasn't looked good. Um, whereas Luke Ayling, you know, we've seen him. He scored that wonder goal against Man United. Um, and he's looked good in, in most of the games he's played. Proved himself last season in the Premier League as well. 4.5 million prize point as well. So I think in that defence, if you're going to pick between Luke Ayling and Furpo right now, it's got to be Luke Ayling. Um, and I do think he's still a good choice in this run. Look, you know, six out of seven green fixtures. Um, it's a really easy route into that Leeds defence. And he's an attacking fullback as well. And he starts every week. Yeah, I definitely think that I'm going to be jumping on the Leeds bandwagon gurus. I think it's some really good advice that you've given there. And obviously, as we've said, a lot of green fixtures and Leeds are shown time and time again that uh, when they play those weaker oppositions, they can definitely turn them over with their style of play. So I think it's some really good advice from you again. So Guru, just to recap on the three hot tips for this week, Antonio, will you be holding or will you be selling? Antonio, holding, 100% got to hold on to him. You know, we got him in at the start of the season at 75 He's now worth 7.9. Why would you sell right now? One game ban, hold Mikel Antonio. The second one, Guru, is hold Bruno Fernandes or sell Bruno Fernandes. So what are you thinking? you got a fun for Ronaldo, sell Bruno Fernandes. So Guru, what's your final say about the Leeds asset? Should we be getting them in our team or should we be waiting just a little bit? I said it before, six out of the next seven are green fixtures on the FDR. Leeds form will improve bring them in well guru thank you so much for the discussion today a lot of hot tips that a lot of managers can take away from there um you know a lot of exciting things happening in game week five so fingers crossed that the antonio hold works the bruno fernandez sell works if you bring in cristiano ronaldo and that the leeds assets can flourish this game week pleasure as always elliot i can't wait for game week five Thank you for watching and don't forget to let us know what you make of our hot tips for game week five in the comments down below. While you're there, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell notifications as well so you never miss an upload. Here he is, the one and only FPL Addicts guru, Matty Day. He's here today and he's taken us through his wildcard team. Guru, how excited are you? I can't wait to uh, to reveal this. Look, you know, it's game week five, uh, probably a bit earlier than I wanted to wildcard. But, you know, I looked at my team this week and I just thought, yeah, it needs, there's a lot of changes that need to be done. And, you know, you're all going to see those changes during this, uh, during this reveal. And I just can't wait to show everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, after the guru's gone through his team, we, uh, we will get to any and all questions that you've got. So for the duration of the time that we do spend going through the guru's team, just drop your comments and uh, I'll go through them in chronological order after we have gone through it. But we won't hold you waiting any longer. Well, uh, we'll bring up the share window for look at, look at that wildcard reveal. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think in the comments, uh, in the live comments now. And guru, we'll get right into it. We'll, uh, we'll start with your goalkeeper. 
So uh, I, I can't wait for this. I'm really excited. You know, a lot of people are going to be wild carding, so we'll get straight into it. Guru, who's in between the sticks? I've stuck with Sanchez. So obviously, you know, with a wild card, you want to make changes um, to your squad, but he's probably the one at the moment that's going to stay. Um, look, I know we've got we've got a deadline, you know, coming up in the next 24 hours, so it could possibly change. But at the moment, Sanchez is the man kind of tossing and turning between him and uh, him and Batman from uh, from Watford. So Sanchez at the moment, 4.5, nice bargain price, Leicester home, some pretty good fixtures after that. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a safe option. Yeah, and is it that, you know, on the on the, the little bit on the left of your, the, the graphic that we've got there, the game week 55 points, was that the sort of, you know, playing in the back of your mind, you know, below the average this week, was that part of the reason that you did decide to play your wild card? It's spot on. I think obviously you can see the overall ranks not as healthy as I'd like it to be. You know, I probably want to be about at least 30 points higher than where I am now. I think not having that Trent decision, uh, which I said I would do at the start of the season, um, you know, that was a big factor. His massive scores, um, you know, and I dropped. I think I was kind of sitting around that 100k mark and and above, and I've, I've sort of dropped the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so I needed to. Uh, to pull up the wild card, and as you'll see as we go on through the through the clips, you know I've made some pretty significant changes to my team. So um, yeah, look, really, really hoping that I can get that much needed boost that a lot of managers got last week. And I'm hoping by coming in a week later, there's a few players I've been able to get on now that those wild carders last week couldn't get on. So yeah, it's exciting stuff, Elliot. Yeah, and you know, six hundred and seven thousand overall. Is that sort of a position that you're happy with at the minute, Guru? I know obviously you haven't broken the, the three hundred mark. Is that sort of a little bit disappointing for you as well? Would you have liked to have hit three hundred by now? Oh yeah. I uh you know, I'm I'm probably a, a few hundred thousand places below where I'd like to. Uh, but in saying that, you know, last season, you know, I'm probably a bit better off now. I, I grew as the season got on, you know, I started to sort of reach that sort of top fifty thousand area you know, around that January mark. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a slow burner again, marathon, not a sprint. But, yeah, I would uh, hope to get a bit of an immediate immediate impact with this wild card. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people uh, are watching with eager eyes as we move on to your defence now, Guru. Uh, you've gone with a, a back three for today. So, uh, you know, we'll start with the first one, Trent Alexander-Arnold. You alluded to it before. Uh, you said that, you know, part of the reason that you weren't exactly where you want to be so far is because you haven't had him in your team and that's really burnt you. So it's probably an obvious choice going with him in your wildcard team. Exactly. And, you know, I remember at the start of the season, myself, Pizza Boy, Matt Cowell and Ollie were all in a, FPL hangout together in our community on Discord and, you know, we're chatting about Alexander-Arnold and I was really pushing him out there, you know, saying he's a midfielder, you know, he's not just a defender, you pay seven and a half million, you know, to have him as a, a midfielder and, and not necessarily a defender and I didn't do it because I got sucked into the, the Samikas four million hype um, and, you know, and I do regret that one, so I've got him in now, um, you know, they've got a nice fixture against Palace he didn't get a price rise as well. Um, I thought he was going to get a price rise, but, you know, I've got him in now and I just feel confident having him in my team. You know, he's a real premium choice that, um, you know, delivers most weeks. So, yeah, I'm really excited about having Alexander-Arnold in there. And um, for me, he's a, he's a potential captain option going forward as well. 
Yeah, and obviously, you know, I have had him in my team for a lot of this season and he's been absolutely brilliant. You know, he sort of abuses the bonus points, uh, the bonus point system in the way that Liverpool play. And, you know, he's definitely uh, one of the highest scorers for bonus points this season. I think he's received bonus in most of his games so far this season. So it's an obvious pick at the end of the day for, uh, for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Moving on to the man in the middle right now, he's more of a left-sided player uh, in real life. He's gone with Marcel from Wolves Guru. He obviously had the brilliant week last week, uh, double-digit haul for Wolves, you know, two assists, two bonus points and a clean sheet. So is that part of the reason that you've got him in your team? That's it. You know, Wolves have got these good fixtures coming up. He had a good score last week. You know, Jack uh, would know as well. He transferred him in last week. Me and him were discussing him the week before. I managed to get him into my draft side for the for the FPL draft version of the game, but didn't pull the trigger on the transfer for Classic because had the sun injury and I decided to remove him and bring in Yotta. So Marcel was coming in, you know, a week later, but he's another one I'm really excited about. You know, 4.5 million playing on that left-hand side. He's effectively acting as a, a left winger more so than a, than a defender. So like with Trent, um, you know, I'm treating him as a, as a midfielder more so than a defender, just in terms of the way he flies up that flank. You know, he can grab assists and the Wolves defences look pretty tight so far. Um, so yeah, another one I'm excited about and he's 4.5 million as well. So, you know, you can't ask for much more. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for the people watching along live, let us know what you think if the Guru's pick so far. And as just a reminder, any questions that you've got, we will move to answer them after the Guru has gone through his full team. But the final man in your defence is Nelson Semedo. He was exciting a lot of people last season, um, you know, when he came to the Premier League from Barcelona. Wing back, Portuguese, fits the Wolves system really well, doesn't he? And, you know, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, ability to, to get points for you and other fancy managers, doesn't he, Guru? Yeah, he's an, exactly. And he's an interesting one, Tomato. So, you know, I've managed to get him in at 4.9 mil. He's obviously dropped from 5 mil. He had his moments last season where, you know, we saw him on the attack. We saw him getting some clean sheets. We saw him getting some bonus. And he was quite, you know, patchy. Um, you know, the same can be said this season uh, so far. But, you know, he was brilliant in that game at Watford. I think he had four or five chances on goal. He was forcing saves out the Watford keeper. And, you know, he should have scored. There was one that went agonisingly wide and he's been a big talk in our Discord community this week. And I just think for 4.9 million with these Wolves fixtures coming up, um, you know, they're not going to keep a clean sheet every week, but, you know, there'll be some weeks where they do. Plus, again, he's virtually a winger playing as a defender in FPL. So really, really excited about owning him for that price. And, you know, if Wolves do, uh, you know, struggle or collapse, he's an easy switch out in my eyes, you know, for, uh, I've got a bit in the bank, um, so, you know, it could be an e easy switch out for, say, a Sue Fowl, um, or, you know, when Spurs fixtures get better again, you know, someone like Romero could come in there for him. Um, so, you know, there's lots of uh, lots of chances to take him out. So, um, yeah, really excited about him in there, too. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we will touch on the formation at the end, but it is just worth noting if you are watching along that the guru has gone with a back three but we'll move on to your midfield now guru and uh you know it's uh it's not a cheap defense you know you've gone with uh, a couple of you know expensive odds Trent and Semedo definitely aren't you know the bargain options but uh you've started with Rafinha in your midfield and we spoke about him a lot pre-season guru you know that Leeds had that nice swing of fixtures uh up until now you know from now on, it's just green, green, green for, you know, the foreseeable future for them. They had a difficult start, but do you think Rafinha is going to, you know, really knock on now and hit the ground running? He's already got a goal, but is this is this the time to get him in? I think so. You know, 6.5 million. Uh, he starts off at the tune, you know, tonight, uh, UK time. So not a bad first fixture. 
Um, but again, it's always going to be tough playing away from home in the Premier League. But like you said, it's his next sort of eight games. He's got seven green fixtures out of eight. And I just think get him in now, you're going to get some good scores out of him over that eight games. So, you know, I always say you like to take a one-week punt on a player every now and then, but Rafinha's in there for the long term now. Um, it was going to be, you know, Ferran Torres, maybe even someone like Bernardo Silva I looked at, uh, who was 6.9 million. But, you know, with those guys, they're normally one, you know, one fixture only type of players for me. Um, whereas Rafinha, I think over the next eight games, should beat them for points. Um, and I think he's got got chances to start scoring, start getting assists. He was unlucky against Liverpool not to grab an assist early on. Um, and yeah, a really exciting player. And at the same time, he's a player I love to watch. A lot of the uh, listeners from last season will know I've got a bit of a soft spot for Rafinha. So, um, you know, I want to have players in my team that aren't just good fan- fantasy assets, but players I like to watch as well. And I, I love Rafinha. So I can't wait to watch him. Can't wait for him to, to get points for my team. Yeah, and obviously, you know, it's the the razzle off, as, as Daniel would probably call it, uh, between St. Maximin and Rafinha tonight. So it's, uh, it's definitely going to, well, hopefully be a good game. It's two teams that definitely haven't got the starts that, you know, their teams would be intending. But I love the Rafinha pick. You know, we always said at the start of the season, probably hold off them to start. You know, they had those couple of red fixtures. They've just come off of that sort of grey rating on the FDR patch now. And now it's all green. And they've got a grey one next week, I think, against West Ham. But other than that, it's looking fairly good for Leeds. And they can start kicking on with their season. And, and so with it, Rafinha can do that for a lot of managers, I'm sure. So um, I think it's a, it's a really nice pick. You've gone with Diego Yotta for your second man in midfield. And he's another one that you've really sort of um, liked the look of it since the start of the season. You know, he, he was really good. Those first two games of Liverpool sort of dropped off a little bit in these previous two. But, you know, he's so integral to, to Liverpool and how they play. And he's got that that potential, uh, you know, that sort of cheaper price to, to get some big returns, doesn't he? Yeah, that's it. And Yotta, he actually remains so... He's a survivor of my initial team. Um, he was transferred in for Son last week. Was unlucky not to score. Was unlucky not to get an assist. And a midfielder playing as a centre forward, you know, out of position um, in FPL terms. So, um, yeah, he excites me. And again, you know, he's got a good chance of grabbing something against Palace. But if he doesn't, he's got the likes of Brentford and Watford coming up. Um, and he's an easy move out. So, you know, if I need to, to downgrade him for, say, Conor Gallagher, I can save a couple of million uh, and upgrade elsewhere. So, he stays in there. I like Liverpool's fixtures. Um, and obviously, we'll talk about the next man in a second, but I wanted that Liverpool triple up. Um, I just really like their fixtures. Yeah, Conor Gallagher, obviously a huge enabler uh, at the minute in, in Fantasy League, you know, with the way that he's playing, the position that he's playing and, you know, how Palace have uh, sort of started playing in the past couple of weeks. So I think it's a, it's a good option as well. You know, he's a nice player, Yotta, because, you know, he's, he doesn't break the bank, but, you know, he's that sort of price where if you do want to transfer him out, you can definitely strengthen other players elsewhere. Mohamed Salah, though, Matt, he speaks for himself, doesn't he? You know, he's been brilliant so far, returns in almost every game this season. Uh, he's just been brilliant. I oh, has. And, you know, a little bit of me wanted to bring in Mane this week because, you know, Mane's got this great record against Palace, um, you know, and he's been he's been in the goals again lately, Mane, um, and he's been getting the opportunities. But I looked at it and I just thought long term Salah has the pens. You know, he's got the, uh, the statistics season after season. So Salah's a mainstay for me and he, he's a survivor of the uh, of the original squad. 
Yeah, and you know, you'd probably be ludicrous to transfer him out. You know, the form that he's in at the minute and uh, the way that he's playing, I think he definitely deserves to retain his spot. Damari Gray is one that I think is quite an interesting one. You know, he's so cheap at the minute. He's a huge enabler. I think he's about 5.7 million at the minute. Um, I don't know if he's risen or anything, but, you know, he, he scored, he's returned his past three game weeks, I think it is, and he's been absolutely brilliant for Everton and the way that Rafa Benitez has got them playing at the minute. I know Oli jumped on him last week and he managed to return against Burnley. So you're hoping, you know, sort of just sort of ride the wave while it's still happening at the minute. And then, you know, when he sort of inevitably sort of fizzles out, um, you know, you can sort of just get rid of him. That's exactly it. And like this position again, you know, it's 5.6 million sort of range, 5.7 million range. Don't expect huge amounts from a player of that, that price. And you never really should in FPL, but, you know, he is hot right now. You know, it was either him, Andros Townsend, um, or maybe even a Decore at Everton. And I wanted to get someone in for this game week six fixture against Norwich. Um, and it had to be Gray, I think, just for consistency. He's making those late runs into the box. He's, he's getting on the end of things and, um, you know, and, he, and he's a good price. So um, I felt a bit safer with him over Townsend and, uh, and Decore, although I do like Townsend. You know, he loves, you know, a shot or two. Um, but I just think over a number of games, Gray is a good player to have. And at the same time, you know, if I want to switch him out over the coming weeks, um, you know, as Everton's games get harder, you know, you've got the likes of Smith-Rowe, even Gallagher, um, Odegaard and, and those types of players. So um, I think uh, an Everton player is a bit of a no-brainer at the moment with, um, you know, this Norwich fixture coming up next week. And Villa away this week should be quite an open game. Yeah, I think you're right there. It will definitely be an open game this weekend. And, you know, we've seen Damari Gray thrive in those sorts of fixtures so far this season. I think it's worth mentioning, you know, the point that you make. Um, Gray is probably the favoured option of a lot of managers over Decore and Townsend at the minute. You know, Townsend not really consistently in the starting lineup. And Decore, you know, he's, he's getting in more attacking positions. He's playing a little bit like he did at Watford, um, you know, sort of getting arriving late in the box and that sort of stuff. But he's probably not um, asserting himself as the, the better option over Gray, who's sort of getting the, the returns every single week at the minute so I think it's a, it's a really strong midfield that you've got there Guru and I think you know you can do it um, on somewhat of a budget at the minute you know the, the nice fixtures that Leeds and Everton have got I don't see why you wouldn't and then you can uh, go premium in your forwards which is a nice little segue into the forward three that you have gone with Guru so if we bring that up on screen now just show us what you've got we'll start with Patrick Bamford um, again is it a little bit like Rafinha sort of speaks for itself doesn't it? I think it does. And I think with Bamford, he's someone I've rarely owned in, in FPL. And last year, you know, I didn't write, get on the wave with Bamford early enough. Um, and then when I did bring him in, it was a bit patchy for me. And I'm just, you know, I looked to the Friday night games last season. There was one at Fulham where he came out with 13 points. And I don't want to miss out if Bamford does score against Newcastle or, you know, it is a 2-2, a 3-2 type of game. It's a goal scoring affair. I think he'll be amongst the goals. And you know, I'm really liking his next sort of three games two or three games. And, you know, for me as well, I've got a bit of money in the bank. Game week seven is probably when I'm going to aim for Lukaku. Um, I don't think I need him right now. I wanted to spread those funds. So Bamford can be an easy uh, downgrade. I'll still have Leeds coverage and Rafinha uh, in a couple of game weeks time. And then I can, you know, look for someone like maybe Gallagher for Yotta, Lukaku for Bamford um, and still, um, you know, get the most out of Bamford over these sort of next couple of fixtures. So, yeah, I just thought spread those funds out now and have a front three as opposed to just a front two. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fair point that you make. And, you know, 
having a, a third striker is almost like having a, another yachter in your team. You know, the strikers can definitely, at that seven and a half million price, we can see Raul Jimenez uh, on the screen. We'll, we'll get to him in just a minute. But, you know, they're obviously the cheaper options than a lot of the premium midfielders. So it obviously does make a lot of sense. You know, you pay eight million for a striker. Um, whereas if you pay eight million for a midfielder, you're not necessarily going to get, you know, what an eight million striker sort of guarantees you. But Cristiano Ronaldo, again, Matt, speaks for itself, doesn't it? He's been brilliant so far. Uh, three goals in two games so far for Man United and you'd expect him to keep kicking on? Had to come in now, I think. You know, I was a bit cautious last week. I wanted to sort of stick with Bruno and Bruno served me well. We got the goal against the tune. Um, but, you know, after seeing Ronaldo even scoring in the week when, when Man United lost, um, you know, he had to come in, I think, for this fixture. No Antonio for West Ham. You know, he's an easy... If, if Ronaldo does dip and his form doesn't go well, he's an easy switch out for the likes of Harry Kane as well. So... Um, yeah, I had to go in there. I think if I'm going to back a Man United player right now, it's him. You know, he's going to be on the, you know, wants all the goals. He wants to set pieces. He's probably going to want the penalties. You know, the running joke of the week is he's probably going to be the, the Man United manager come the end of the season is what we've been joking about all week, haven't we? So has to come in there. And the good thing about owning Ronaldo is, you know, you just feel safe when you when you captain him. Um, he's a safe captain option. So, um, yeah, really liking his next couple of games and, yeah, easy transfer out if need to be too. So really excited about owning him. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good point that you do, mate. You know, he is just that safe option where you can sort of uh, stick the armband on him. And more times than not this season, you're going to, you know, expect a, a nice return from him. So I think it's, you know, speaks for itself. It's the obvious choice. Um, all the hype around him. Last game week is still on for the people that don't have him, such as the Guru. So uh, it's, it's the obvious choice. But Raul Jimenez is probably the most obscure uh, transfer that you've made in this team. He hasn't managed to score yet this season or assist for Wolves. Obviously coming back from that, horrible head injury uh, when he collided with David Luiz, I think it was, um, which feels like ages ago now, but it wasn't all that long ago for him. But, you know, are you expecting big things in this sort of green swing of fixtures for Wolves? Yeah, look, it does worry me a little bit, this Jimenez one. Obviously, we've seen um, the likes of Huang come in at 5.5 million, you know, could possibly take over Jimenez's place. We, we don't really know, you know, if Jimenez continues to blank. But, you know, I watched... Uh, bits of the Watford Wolves game last week and he was getting in positions. He was coming very close. Obviously, I saw the Wolves-Spurs game a few weeks ago too and he was getting shots on goal and he was missing chances. Um, and he's getting in the right areas and I'm looking at him now thinking, you know, surely how long can he go without grabbing a goal? So, kind of a bit, of, I, I do think it's a bit of a risk because I'm throwing in a striker there, um, you know, that hasn't scored a goal yet. Um, but at the same time, if I didn't have Jimenez, I probably would have put a 4.5 million striker in there and then um, had a fifth midfielder and probably gone with Trincao from Wolves anyway, who, again, hasn't actually delivered anything fantasy points-wise. But, you know, he's looking good on the eye and he's getting in the right positions. And, yeah, I think Jimenez's time could be now. Um, he's got Brentford game this weekend, which is at home. Um, so, yeah, really excited about that one. Um, and then he's got, you know, a lot of good green uh, fixtures after that. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed it's a bit of a differential or you know, a bit of a one that not many people are going to do, I don't think. Um, but yeah, let's hope it pays off. 
Yeah, and you know, as you were saying before, sometimes you've got to take these risks with these sort of players. And as the the fixtures get greener, you hope that the uh, the return points will come up for Jimenez and a lot of the Wolves players so far that haven't managed to hit. But you know, Jimenez is a, a as you say, is a person that a lot of people are going to be wanting getting in to their teams at the minute just because of the the abundance of green that Wolves have got at the minute. And you know, they are a very competent side. And you know, Jimenez used to be uh, so brilliant for for FPL managers. You know two seasons ago or whatever, um, him and Adama Traore were combining for all sorts. So I think if he can hit that sort of form again, uh, people that have got him in their team will be absolutely laughing, Guru. But that is your starting 11 for your wild card. It's a very strong starting 11. And obviously it's not just for this game week. He's building his team for the foreseeable future as well, as you can hear, he was talking about that. And uh, speaking of the foreseeable future, we'll move on to your bench and we'll just talk about Ben Foster first. Four and four million goalkeeper speaks for itself, doesn't it? You know, sort of just that bench cover so that you can uh, get more assets in your team. Yeah, look, he's he's a, another survivor from my original side and he stays in there. Obviously, if I do, I'm, I'm still tossing and turning between Sanchez and, and uh, Batman from Watford. So if I do decide to go with, uh, with Batman, then if he does pick up an injury or a red card, it's an easy rotation between him and Foster. Um, but yeah, Foster in there, 4 million, might get some appearances at some stage. Um, so he's on there. And then uh, going through the uh, the final three, Reese James is on there at the moment, but you know that's one I've been putting out there on Twitter today. I've been chatting to JC and our Discord as well, um, and various other people who know Chelsea that bit more than me. Um, and he's in there at the moment, five point six. But I am looking at maybe downgrading him by point one to Rudiger. Um, I want a Chelsea defender in there now, um, purely for the game week seven run onwards. Um, so then I've got some Chelsea coverage and I think it's a good time to get them in that, in there now. Um, I was potentially looking at starting uh, James or Rudiger, whoever it ends up being ahead of, uh, say, Gray. But, you know, I always want to back a midfielder um, because it just takes a goal against Chelsea and then you lose that clean sheet point. So um, he's in there for now, but that may change. But Livermento, he's going to be a mainstay. Uh, won't get on the pitch this week with that City fixture, but you know, he's definitely going to be in there probably for the for the whole season. Uh, unless he gets injured. And then Mendy is just in there because he's 4.4. Wasn't too, um, you know, fussed if he doesn't play. Um, but again, that could maybe change to a Sissoko or, or a Gilmore um, if I really want to before deadline. But yeah, for now, it was just about maximising my uh, my lineup um, and then having at least two playing subs with uh, Reese James and Livermento. So yeah, really excited about this team. And um you know, I hope it does pick up the points, you know, that I expect. And, you know, a lot of people probably would expect with the, uh, you know, the Leeds, Liverpool, Wolves sort of assets. But also I've got that worry, you know, a bad Leeds result, bad Wolves, bad Liverpool result could really uh, nullify this team. So, yeah, there's always a bit of risk. I'm taking the, the risk early with the wild card. It wasn't my plan. I was I was hoping to wait till December. But, yeah, I think, um, think now is the time. I'm making nine changes to my original squad. So, it does show that, you know, I'm not just wildcarding for the sake of it. I'm wildcarding to make some, you know, some serious changes. So, yeah, really excited about this one. The guru means business. He's not just doing it to sort of, you know, 
dip his toes in and tinker around a little bit, get all the, the flashy players in. He's doing it to set up his team for future game weeks. And that's what you've got to do with your wild card. You know, it's not like a free hit where you're purely getting these players in based on one week. You know, your wild card's got to last you all the way up for, for so many more game weeks until you do get that second one. So I think it's really smart uh, with a team that you've picked their guru. And obviously we can see that the armband is on Mohamed Salah as well and the vice on Ronaldo. I've got to say it's the same for my team. I think, you know, Salah's that probably that better option this week. You know, just being a midfielder, he probably just edges in for me. And, you know, Liverpool have definitely got the potential at home to, to put a couple past Crystal Palace. Is that sort of your thought process as well? Yeah, that's exactly it. Look, it's a tough one with Salah. I do get a few, you know, worries that it could be a bit of a Liverpool-Burnley type of fixture where, you know, Liverpool have just come back off Europe, um, you know, and uh, he might come in and someone like Mane might steal the show. Um, but you've got a captain him at Anfield pretty much most weeks anyway. Um, and yeah, I think Salah, for me, probably just edges it over Ronaldo. Thought about Trent, but... Um, yeah, I always feel safe when uh, when I've got a penalty taker in there uh, and a midfielder too. Yeah, and you know, you're obviously expecting that both Salah and Ronaldo are going to play. So, Guru, I've got to ask you just quickly, your hopes for this team this week. We did it on your, your Scout 11, you know, the sort of points range that you would be happy with. It's a, it's a brilliant starting 11 for this week. You know, a lot of green fixtures in and around there. So, what sort of points would you be content with for this week? Yeah, look, it is a it's a interesting question you know a uh, a Brentford goal could really sort of wipe out the uh, majority of the points here um, but I have got Marcel and Semedo in for their kind of attacking returns more so so um, points range I definitely would like more than 60 points you know it's always a good average to hit 60 or more every week in FPL um, but I think for a, for a first sort of week because um, you know this team isn't just built for this game week it's built for you know, the next three or four, five, six game weeks or longer. Um, I'm probably going to aim, yeah, I'd like to say 70 points plus would be uh, would be nice. Um, and anything above that, yeah, you know, I'll be over the moon. So let's see how we go. Well, to find out how the guru does on his team, you have to tune into the, the FPL Addicts podcast on Wednesday next week, same time, 6.15 uh, in and around that time if you want to watch it live but if you don't it's going to be on YouTube it's going to be on Apple it's going to be on Spotify that is the Guru's uh, wildcard reveal um, but that's where we'll wrap up for today Guru any final words you know you're expecting big things this week uh, what's the, the final message for today yeah look I hope everyone enjoyed the wildcard reveal um, leave your comments on the, on YouTube interact with us on the Discord and on Twitter and Instagram you know I'll be up pretty much all, all night until uh, until deadline I expect so yeah, look, hope you enjoyed it and uh, good luck with game week five. Yeah, absolutely. As the guru said, they'll be up all night helping people anyway. Um, it's a 24-hour job, seven days a week, 365 days a year from the guru. But just a reminder that if you are new around here, don't forget to subscribe, turn the notifications on and leave a like as well. I will just remind you that, you know, our, our UCL fantasy is still going on and you can still enter the paid and the free mini leagues. So uh, for any further information, check the details in the caption below. Myself and Ollie will also be back tomorrow night for uh, the watch along between Brentford v Wolves and you know it might not sound like the most exciting game in the world so come along chill with me and Ollie ask some questions you know let us know how your week's going it's going to be a big week for the guru see if an Ivan Tony goal can uh, completely obliterate his wild card but until then may all your FPL dreams come true in game week five we hope you enjoyed the guru team reveal take care stay safe bye for now <laughs>